You're listening to episode 22 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. We're halfway through the first month of 2019, and it's time we talk about money, the way we look at money, the way we talk about money, and heck, even the way we make money, they all link together. And there's no one better to talk about this with than wealth therapist Agnes Kowalski. Now, before we dive into this conversation with Agnes, it's time for the review of the week. This week's review comes from Danny CC. I love this podcast. Lauren has such an amazing voice and it's easy to listen to. I count the days for the new chapter to drop so I can work and get ready for my day. It's so good to know and understand things that make your life better. I am a fan. Well, Danny CC, making your life better is the true mission of this podcast, so it just makes my heart so dang happy to read this review, knowing that the podcast is fulfilling its purpose. Thank you for such a lovely review. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or really any of the popular podcast apps. You'll find that your reviews are also highlighted on my Instagram at mindbizlife as well as the mindbizlife.com website. Okay, are you ready to meet Agnes and talk about money? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, and let's go. with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today I am joined by Agnes Kowalski, an immigrant who went from poverty mindset, maxing out at 40000 a year, to consistent six-figure years as a wealth therapist. She now shows entrepreneurs, artists, creatives, and service providers how to tap into their subconscious programming around money so they can give themselves permission to prosper in every area of their lives and business. Agnes, thank you for joining me and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. So I'd like to acknowledge to our listeners that I know money isn't something that some people are comfortable talking about and for others... Well, we've just got to get our money game right. So Agnes, before you walk us through your journey, can you tell us what exactly is deep money mindset work? Yes, absolutely. And I I think it's important to clarify because if you are in the business world, coaching world service provider, you've probably heard of mindset work or money mindset work. And there's a lot of different definitions that people have of what this is. Most commonly, people are thinking... Mindset work is affirmations, gratitude, journaling, stuff like that. That's the general consensus of what what people think is is happening. Tapping, EFT tapping um, can be a combination of those things that, that people think is mindset work. And that is mindset work. Now, for me, the definition of what deep mindset work is, or rather really what money mindset work is, is work that produces an external result. Mm. Because to me, the mindset work, if you're doing mindset work and you're doing it efficiently, correctly, then it should be producing a result. Mindset work can also just be a routine that brings you no result. Right. And I think there's, that happens a lot because people aren't really clear or haven't had the experience of their mindset work bringing forth an external result. 
So something that you're doing internally brings an external result. That makes a lot of sense. That that makes a lot of sense. So you know what I mean? Because you can effort your way, you can, you know, and of course, like you have to take certain actions, but to me, there are absolute moments when you do mindset work and you really haven't done anything different out of the ordinary or, you know, that's a whole lot of efforting that will create an external result. It is like a direct shift from the inside to the outside. And that to me is really what the gold of deep money mindset work is. Once you figure out how to do that once, (laughs) you know, the world really does become your oyster because you've figured out in a way, um, what that, and you've experienced that feeling. If you've never had that feeling to me, you've never really done deep mindset work. So you'll, it's like one of those switches, like, you know, it when you feel it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it should show up, right? If you've cleared it all internally, to me, the deep mindset work is you really have uncovered something in the subconscious because there's lots of conscious work we can do around our money mindset, tons, right? And that is necessary to sort of clear the path Mm. to then be able to do the deeper mindset work and find out what is really sitting in my subconscious and once we shift that, it must show up, right? If we, if we are in agreement that what we believe, what we feel is what shows up externally, right? If we're in agreement with that, then that must be true. Then that must be what real mindset work is. That something internally shifts and then it shows up externally. Do you find that when people are going through this, it's they, you find like a lot of suppressed emotions or mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, those are like a lot of blockers, huh? Absolutely. Like that's the number one thing is, you know, suppress, repress, escape, um, avoid. Mm. Wow. So what led you to this line of work? You weren't always a wealth therapist, correct? Correct. Um, I started off as a therapist, um, more than a decade ago, about 15 years ago, started off as a therapist. Um, and my scarcity story really played into my business. Mm -hmm. So I got out of therapy school and I was like, this is great. Going to do great work. This is my passion. I love, you know, having these, you know, healing experiences with people, helping people find their way, their life, et cetera. And, um, I was doing good work. I had, you know, I had good clients and I could not break 40 to $50,000 a year, mm-hmm. no matter what I did, no matter what I tried, no matter what marketing stuff I did, no matter how many more clients I saw at the end of the day, I had an income ceiling that I could not break. And the story for me was very much one of like, people always tell me, but you have so much potential. I don't understand. And like, mm. why aren't you making more money? And doesn't make, like, it didn't equate. Something about the equation was wrong. And that's when I started um, doing my lifelong, basically, this is my lifelong work of exploring, researching, investigating my subconscious and the connection to money that is in there. Mm. And along that path and, and all the things I've learned and all the tools that I got out of it. Um, and I continue to, that I bring into my work is really what became wealth therapy and money mindset work, um, that I've been doing for 
you know, the last five years uh, online. Wow. So how long between like from the time that you start researching it to the time it all just kind of turned for you? Like what was that time period? It was a long time. Like I've been doing this work for a long time. I've been studying it for a long time. (laughs) So if I was a therapist, you know, 15 years ago, I started this work probably 10 years ago. Okay. I started it as a business online five years ago. Okay. And then that's like when, like once you figured out the golden combination or formula, that's when it all just changed for you. Yes. Well, yeah, it was a process and, um, I'll also say that I saw, I, I tested this on many, many, many people. Mm. So because I was a therapist, I had the opportunity to look at, watch these money patterns for people. Right. You know, so it wasn't just my own patterns that I was looking at. I was looking at various patterns. What were the similarities? What were the differences? How are people's stories different? Um, how did these patterns show up subconsciously differently for people? It, because some of this stuff can be taught. And I do believe some of this stuff is really a matter of experience. When you watch another, um, you know, hundreds of patterns, certain things are just really glaringly obvious that you might, that you can't really get in a book, let's say, right. You know, there's certain classic things, for example, anytime people would, um, share money with their families, classic money mindset, they would end up getting back into scarcity. Huh. It's like a classic money mindset thing that is not written in any book necessarily. Right. <laughs> that I would see from, you know, my own patterns and my clients' patterns that, for example, you know, I had a client who was an actress who got her first really big role um, across from what well, I guess I shouldn't say anyway, <laughs> a really big role. Um, and her first really big one in Hollywood. And the first thing she did was give her parents a big chunk of money. Well, guess what? It took her nine months to book another job. Oh, wow. Because it sent her right back into scarcity. Cause it was almost like saying, I don't deserve this. Here, you take it. Yeah. You take it. I owe you, you know, I don't know what to do with this for myself. I shouldn't have it. You know, I'm not good at managing it. I need to pay you off. I need to like prove to you what I've done. There's so much in that, that it cost her quite a period of time, um, to then, you know, find her abundance again, find her prosperity again. But that's one of those classic money mindset. You know, somebody doesn't have enough money, let's say in their savings, but makes some money and, you know, puts their parents on a vacation. Yeah. Same thing. Wow. So you know, what? you're not fully taken care of and then you're trying to help, help someone else. A really bad cycle. And universe is going to be like, no, no, no. You're still not understanding what's going on here. You're not fully taken care of. So don't be taking care of other people yet. That's really interesting because I, I think that, that I never even thought of that as a pattern, but I can see how that would be because I, I'm conditioned too to be a caretaker, you know? Mm-hmm. So I could see how that would almost transpire for other people. What are some other classic pitfalls of a weak money mindset? So a classic one is I only deserve to have through hard work, struggle, sacrifice. Mm. 
that's that's one of the most classic foundational um you know, pattern, patterns in money mindset, um, that lead to scarcity is I only deserve through hard work, struggle, sacrifice. And most, you know, many, many people grow up with this example, you know, um, you hear it all the time. You hear hard work all the time. And it's tricky because it's, it tricks your logical mind because, People who are successful, it's not that they don't work hard. They work hard in a way that isn't sacrificial Mm. necessarily. You know, they're not in the spirit of struggle. Hmm. Wow. In the spirit of struggle. You know, there's a different sense to it. Like people think, oh, I'm making a lot of money. So that means I'm on vacations all the time and I'm barely working. And that might be true for some people for, but for most people who are building businesses who have not made, you know, multi-millions of dollars yet, they're just enjoying their work. They're working and money's coming in regularly. (laughs) Right. Different from you know, suffering, struggling, such hard work. You can feel the victim martyr energy in that. Yeah. Wow. And that that's the only way you deserve to have money is if it's like that, which is why people struggle so much with passive income, with charging, you know, um, higher pricing because they feel that it's, that if this hard work struggle sacrifice piece isn't in there, then they really don't deserve it or they're really not valued. So does worth also come into play a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's another one of those classic pitfalls is that you have to be your idea, your person, your thing has to be super special, super amazingly out of this world to make money, right? right. Which is the worth piece that you can't just be you and show up as doing whatever you do and make money that it has to be some like extraordinary invention idea, you know, thing. And it really doesn't. That's, that's an internal, that's an inside job, right? There's tons of people who are not any more special, different than you and I and are out there making money. Yeah. And some people also get hung up. I, especially online, I see a lot that people have the imposter syndrome, Mm-hmm. So, and it's just, you know, you have to be your own self. And when you start comparing yourself to someone else, that's where I can also see that people could get hung up as well. Absolutely. You know, and when you're running a business and, you know, not that many people know who they are, even right. in their forties, you know, I have clients who come in their fifties and sixties and are like, I am not this person that I've been living my life as. Oh, Wow. And that's entirely normal. Yeah. You know, it happens to a lot of people that way. Um, Not everyone knows who they are. Not everyone is really in their truth in that. And so it becomes really hard to make money as a persona Mm. versus yourself. Um, However you got there is, you know, not the place you want to get hung up, but you do want to start shifting out of a persona and into yourself because it's what makes money, making money hard. It's hard to make money when you're not really being yourself. You're trying to like fit this image. Right. And I think I, you hear all the time, like, be authentic, be authentic. But Mm -hmm. the struggle for someone who does it, who is struggling with that side of being authentic, it's like, well... 
how, how do you know who you are and, and be authentic if you're not really sure of who you are at that point? Yeah. And you're kind of, you know, out there trying to present yourself. And the thing to remember about this is, you know, that, that was for sure a struggle for me around authenticity, because I'll just add this anecdote because so you guys listening, understand that most people aren't born with that feeling. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No matter how confident they appear to you. Um, but the sense of authenticity is, you know, something that you can develop as you let go, as you let go of things that aren't you, which is a scary process because we have these roles and we have this armor and like we build these masks for very good reasons initially, right? For very good reasons to protect ourselves for survival, um, you know, things that are essential to us existing. Right. And then we evolve past that usually. And that's where we get to this point where um, authenticity is important. And it's something that is an ongoing practice of knowing who you are and not getting caught up in your role as mom or partner or entrepreneur or community leader, whatever it might be. Um, For me, that's a constant practice. If you're a caregiver, if you're, you know, have patterns of codependency, um, any of that kind of stuff, martyrdom, or, you know, any of those kinds of things that everyone has a little piece of, you have to be constantly working on your skill of being in your truth. Right. So how do you know when you're ready to work on your mindset, your money mindset? Um, so for me, it's important to, if you're going to work one-on-one with somebody on mindset or money mindset, you want to make sure that in terms of, if you have a business, like I get lots of different people from, from different, um, industries. However, if you have a business, it's kind of important that, or wherever you are in your industry, that you've done the things that you're supposed to do for, for you to get what you want. So the practical stuff, right. That you have a business that you're incorporated, that you have a business account that, you know, that you have channels to receive money, that you have, um, ways for people to find you, social media stuff. And I'm not saying you can't manifest stuff. You can, of course, and people have, um, out of the blue. Um, but in terms of working on your money mindset, the tricky thing is if you're not sure that you've done all the other things, your brain's going to keep moving around and being like, Oh, but your marketing's not there. And your social media is not there. And you're, and you haven't really got your, finances sorted out. So it's going to keep Bob, you know, bibbity bobbing around if you haven't covered those bases. So if you're running a business, make sure you're running a business Mm. so that your brain doesn't, isn't questioning that. Um, and you can just focus on your money mindset stuff. Yeah. So get the fundamentals out of the way first. Yeah. Yeah. Like at least have some, like, you know, you don't have to have it fully, you know, completely developed, but let's say you're an actor. Do you have an agent? Do you have headshots? You know, um, have, have you, you know, done some things that you can put on your resume? Um, have you taken acting classes? You know what I mean? Right. Do make sure you've done some of the things, 
um, that would then put you in a position to be able to work on the money mindset stuff. Um, that's one thing. And you, and if you haven't started yet, I'm not saying you can't do money mindset at the very beginning. In fact, I wish I had, um, in some ways worked more on my money mindset and less on my business at the beginning, but I didn't understand it in the way that I do now. And I think, right. you know, we just evolve as we're able to. Right. Um, Cause you can absolutely start from the beginning. And I think, you know, some of it is trial and error and that's just, you know, that's our nature. Like we have to figure things out on our own. Some of these things and some right. of these things, you know, you're clear that it's a money mindset issue. If you've done all the things you've tried all the things you've read all the books and it's still not, and money is still an issue. Then you have a money mindset issue. Interesting. So that, that's really how you, you clear it out and get clear on, on, I need Mm -hmm. to do this. So is there a tool or exercise to help someone shift into a stronger mindset and just walk away from living in scarcity? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, there's absolutely one exercise that I recommend to shift out of scarcity. Now, one exercise can absolutely change your life and, um, you know, everything has to, has to go along with it. So just as a preface to the exercise, I want to say that you want to look at every area of your life that's in scarcity, Mm. right? Every area of your life that's in scarcity because money, as we know, everything else is energy, right? So if you're in scarcity with money, you're in scarcity other places. Right. Very rarely. I mean, I have not come across somebody who's like in money scarcity and not having an issue somewhere else. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true. Cause it just like then affects so many parts of life. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you're in denial if you think that's (laughs) right. Right. So you need (laughs) healing in a lot of areas (laughs) (laughs) and that that's normal. And there's no, no, doesn't need to be any stigma around that, but, but to break out of the denial that it's just the money, that's the problem. Mm. It's not just the money. You're just not, you're not, you don't have that perspective yet and that's okay, but it's never just the money because money is energy. It's not, something separate and outside of you. So, um, the exercise that I like to use with my clients and to get you out of scarcity is to ask first this question. I'm using X feeling to keep me safe. So let's say your predominant feeling is scarcity. Okay. Okay. And the the feeling of scarcity. So the feeling of not more coming in, the feeling of not enough, the feeling of, feeling poor or broke or, um, unpopular or unwanted, whatever the feeling of scarcity evokes for you. Okay. Um, so you're going to fill in that blank. I'm using blank scarcity feeling to keep me safe. Number two is it feels safer to feel that feeling scarcity than to blank. And that could be then to show up for my audience, then to trust myself, then to create content, then to make money. You fill in that other blank. So it feels safer to feel scarcity feeling, whatever you filled in there, than to blank, whatever it is that you're struggling with to do, right? That you know is going to make money. Because generally everybody knows. They know what's going to make the money if they're really honest about it. Yeah. And then the third, part is if I let go of feeling scarcity feeling, then I could feel have blank. Ooh. 
So, so at it first, kinda, like you're acknowledging it. Yes. Okay. So step one, you're acknowledging what's really going on, right? Like you're making it okay to have this feeling um, and you're recognizing that it's keeping you safe. And subconscious is all about safety. And, and you know, we can talk about that too, because people are like, well, why would less money make me feel safe? For a million reasons. You really need to study mindset if you don't believe that more money could make you feel unsafe, yeah, then you really need to study money mindset because okay. you should be able to come up with a hundred reasons and examples of more money ruining people's lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the second part is you're acknowledging that that feeling is keeping you that you'd rather have that hold on to that feeling because it's safe than to do the thing you know you need to do. Do a speaking gig, write a podcast, raise your prices, um, you know, sell a passive product, whatever it might be. Right. And then the third part is we're just basically taking one piece of this scarcity block and we're letting you off the hook. If I let go of feeling unworthy, then I could do feel have what? What could I have? Right. You know, more money, more followers, um, steady income, whatever the case might be. So that's something to practice um, and work through. And then once you like deduce that feeling, go to the next feeling and just keep this process of deduction going until you feel more and more letting go. Because it's hard to be like, I'm just going to let go of scarcity. Well, there's so many pieces of that scarcity, right? There's so many dimensions to that. So just let go of a little at a time. Right. You know, when you let go of a house or you move or something, you're not, you're not necessarily letting go of the house at one time. First you're packing your clothes, you know, then you're, um, putting the furniture away. Then you're, you know, taking the stuff down from the walls and little by little you let go. Yeah. And that makes it not seem so overwhelming in the process. Exactly. I like that. I like that because I can see how it's very easy to get tripped up on one thing, you know, and and even if you're talking about moving, that's like, let's keep, let's roll with that example. And if you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get everything out today. Well, it's not really like that. You know, you do have to take it in bits and pieces and do a little bit at a time and put things in boxes where they make sense to go in boxes together. So Exactly. And the same when you're moving into a spot, you take them out and put them into the spot that they go. That's right. And that's what our brain can handle. And I think, you know, if you're going to take anything from this, um, from this chat we're having, really take this idea that this, the smartest thing for your subconscious and the safest thing for your subconscious is for you to make incremental, uh, successes. Mm. it's really not for you to go from zero to, you know, 500,000. Right. I call that the Britney Spears effect where she <laughs> went from, <laughs> you know, uh, Mickey Mouse club to uh, superstardom in four years. Right. And caused basically a psychotic break. Right. Your Brittany, subconscious- what was that? Britney 2007 where she right. Had to melt down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your subconscious, most people's cannot handle that. Right. Can handle it. So the safest thing for you isn't to wish to go from zero to 10K if you've only ever been to 2K. Go to 3K. Go to 4K. Go little by little because your success will then not create 
this backsliding burnout kind of situation. Um, and you're also then not trying, you're not looking for a lottery ticket. Oh yeah. Right. You're just creating something that's going to keep building and sustaining you as, you know, as your strength grows, as you evolve and you're not looking for this lottery ticket, that's going to take you out of what you're in. Right. So what else should we prioritize for best results? The number one thing to prioritize is your energy. Okay. Your energy is your currency. No matter what it is that you sell or do or create or be in this life, your energy is your currency. So treat that energy like it's the money-making machine for you because it is. Okay. So that's the number one thing to prioritize. If you do nothing else and you, you just look after your energy, you will be okay. You will attract the money that you need. You will attract the people that you need because that is your number one currency that changes everything. Okay. Oh, I like that because I, it's, I learning to protect my energy has almost been like the theme of my 2018. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, great. Yeah. I got number one on lock. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Cause once you learn, like, you know, it's one of those things that people, um, have said that what is the difference between, you know, very wealthy people is that they're, they're really good at managing energy. Mm because then they're really good at managing time. They're really good at managing money, which is all those things are just another form of energy, right? right. So if you can figure out how to manage your energy, you're going to figure out this money thing. Wow. Well, that's powerful in itself. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so much great information, Agnes. Will you tell our audience how they can learn more about you and your programs and all of your offerings? Yeah, absolutely. You could just head over to agneskowalski.com and uh, go over to the juicy resources. I have lots and lots of free resources that are really powerful and amazing. A hundred plus YouTube videos. You can go stalk me on YouTube. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All all my Facebook lives go over into my my YouTube channel. Um, So feel free to stalk over there. Um, AgnesKowalski.com, sign up for an opt-in, then you'll get all my emails and, uh, and products from there. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Agnes, for joining me. And I think we should all give ourselves permission to prosper this year. Yes, let's do that. Let's 2019 be the year of permission to prosper. I love it. Thank you again. Man, I just love this conversation. Agnes has such a great energy and her social media is always popping with posts that really make you think about the way you see money, as well as tips to help shift your mindset. You can find direct links to Agnes's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found at mindbizlife.com. Don't forget, we're in full-blown retreat planning mode. If you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to it after this episode. But spoiler alert, I'm co-hosting a four-day retreat with mindfulness expert, Reiki healer, and psychotherapist, Sheryl Turner. The Aligned Retreat is focused towards people's growth, healing, and evolution. We'll do some workshops in the morning, but the afternoons, it's just going to be a time to play, adventure, laugh, and relax. Aligned is an acronym, so it stands for Abundance, Love, Intellect, Growth, Nurture, Emotion, Destiny. 
The dates are set in place for September 26th through the 30th, but we're leaving the destination in the hands of you. So what's on your bucket list? Where's a place that you think of when it comes to where you want to go for a retreat? Is there anything in mind that just screams healing, growth, and fun to you? Is it the beach, the mountains? Is it in the States? Is it Europe? Is it somewhere else? I don't know. You tell us. Join the private Facebook community to cast your vote. Even if the retreat isn't up your alley, the Facebook group is designed to build a community of like-minded souls who just want to better their life. Shereel and I will meet for live Q&As. We'll both post tips and techniques in our areas of focus and so much more. Simply search the Aligned group on Facebook. In case it's hard to find, I will add a direct link into this week's episode notes as well. Well, that's all for today. Next week, we're meeting two amazing people who decided to ditch their regular lifestyle and join the tiny home movement. They've been featured on HGTV, AOL.com, and tons of other platforms. I'm so excited for this episode, and I hope you'll tune in. I'll see you back here next week, and until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.